to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, the road to the White House, or the road to stay in the White House, is not really totally closed to Trump. And I have a little more information on that. Like, I knew that it was limping along and it gets a lot of bad press and a smoking gun for me is how much pressure they're trying to put on Trump to concede. Now, to me, that means that the process, the legal process has real risks as far as these guys are concerned. Yesterday, Binkley and I talked to Garland, our favorite activist of all time, and he happens to be an election integrity activist in Georgia, whom we have known for years. So we know that when he says stuff, I mean, it's it is Uh, He never says anything like that lightly. And he was telling us about some irregularities that he and his team were aware of or observed or spoke to people who observed and that they resembled some of the patterns in Detroit and Philadelphia and possibly Milwaukee. So it seems to me and I'm not going to I'm not going to scoop you, Binkley. I'm sure that we'll we'll get. We should reveal Garland's big reveal to us, his opinion on how things are going to shake out. But he did say that the that what's he did see a consistent pattern emerging uh, of how Philadelphia, Detroit and Atlanta shook out. And the and the cases and the suits are still alive in those places. And if Trump were to get Georgia, Michigan and Pennsylvania, he I mean, he that he would have won. And th- this is still a possibility. Yeah, it's still a possibility. And based on what we talked about with Garland yesterday, maybe may a likely possibility. Well, That's assuming that the yeah. caveat with all of that is if something is somebody is really committed to fraud and the operation is as, as sophisticated as it could be, then even if it did turn out to, to be fraud there, then it could get covered up. That's true. He did not express confidence that the truth would will out. What he said, maybe this is like the punchline, but he thought Georgia would get overturned and given to Trump after the recounts and everything. So what he explained to us was the first what you've been hearing about the hand recount is true. There was like but it wasn't really officially a recount. It was an audit that although at the precinct level they could count the votes and uploaded it, they could not then verify if that new number was reflected in the in the official audited results. So there was no safety net there for them to validate it, whereas with the recount, there might be. One of the thing, many things that I found interesting, and we're going to post the full interview later today, a lot of great information. And we're going to have some updates with Garland probably once a week until this thing is over. Yeah, and we did have some audio problems with that recording, but it's fine. You can listen to it. It's not going to be as sharp as probably this audio, but the information (laughs) in it is, it's huge. One of the things I found interesting was the precinct thing. We noticed it during the live stream that the, that we did on election night, that the the water there was a water main break or something and they stopped the counting at state farm arena turns out it was a toilet that was messed up that led to the stoppage which i found interesting because that's right out of the simple sabotage manual from the oss the cia and the so the counting temporarily stopped there for whatever but it did not or the processing but it did not stop because the the cards 
that the computer, the chip, the, whatever yeah, they stored the, the votes on that they put into the computer, <laughs> they take that to another location to be counted. The English Street Warehouse. Yeah. The counting did not stop. But the processing over at State Farm Arena did. So and the I question said is the what was being counted. Yeah, the Republican observers left when they called that was off. And then at 1.30 in the morning, like, was it 100,000 votes were uploaded? Something like that, Something yeah. crazy. Like, they have to listen to, I mean, Garland has a lot of information. You have to listen to it kind of item by item. But one of the things I found really, really fascinating about what he had to say was that there were four different observers or workers who observed that the mail-in ballots, some of the mail-in ballots that they they received, looked at, identified, touched, were on what appeared to be the wrong paper stock, which is how yeah. you figure out counterfeit money. It was not creased, and it would have to be creased to have arrived in the mail in an official envelope, which is required for a mail-in vote to be counted. And this is a smoking gun. The circle did not, there was no impression like a human being filled the circle out with a writing implement. Rather, it was a perfect circle that appeared to be a toner mark. Yeah. I mean, I was blown away by that. And he said, this is a significant number. And he said, that doesn't even start to talk about the actual machines and the difficulties they might have with those. Uh, so I think that when he says, you know, he he thinks that Trump will win and that there's enough there and that he one another thing that we reported earlier was that in he observes closely, you know, minute by minute, hour by hour. He noticed that there was one point at which the Biden count leaped by 20,000 and the Trump count simultaneously diminished by 1000. And that he said that he's never seen anything like that in his entire time in tech or observing these kind of things. And and it was funny because I was reading something about Sidney Powell, one of the lawyers who's working on this on the recounts or the vote suits, not no longer part of Giuliani's circle, but she's doing it on behalf of the voter, which I'm not sure she you know, I don't know how that's going to shake out. But she said she claimed that, that you could see votes flipping where Biden's went up and Trump's went down. And if that and I think Garland was waiting to waiting on some he was asked, requested some evidence that he could verify why what he saw happen happened. Yeah. And he's been getting stonewalled a little bit in his yeah. request for yeah. evidence. There's a lot of questions, a lot of lots and lots of questions in Georgia. And they're doing the recount again. I believe at least Trump requested the next recount because they can do another one. And and he thinks that it is possible that if things were done correctly, that Purdue won't even have to go to a runoff against Ossoff. But in the end, he feels that both Senate seats will go Republican if unless there's just such a level of shenanigans that it's yeah. beyond his control. And there will be a high level of observe. shenanigans. That's yeah. that's the problem, because we know Stacey Abrams is in Georgia. We know that people are coming to Georgia from other states to canvas. Maybe they're not going to vote, but they're going to be canvassing. They're going to be targeting the youngest, the youngest and the dumbest is who there is probably their logo. It's probably on their walls, target the youngest and the dumbest, and they want to get as many people in yeah, there. And they like want to the, tell them who to vote for, like so. the tobacco CEOs. Exactly. Tables. 
What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. Y'all show neighbors some love over the holidays. They've got their their winter seed packs and say hi to Bill when you're over there and James. Absolutely. Hey, did you This is an election thing. That's why I want to get it in, but there is an article in the Atlanta Atlantic this morning and I just feel like I thought the Atlantic was like the New Yorker or New York Magazine where they just like act super snotty and smart and use big words. I mean, it has jumped the shark as a propaganda rag. And I would like to read you the The Atlantic. Yeah, it jumped the shark a little bit ago. I know. I think it has. And it's always been my example of hote propaganda, like propaganda targeted at the kind of postgraduate level education (laughs) demographic. But you see postgraduate level people behaving like this in this manner, shouting these insane things. So. Yeah, that's true. It, 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 it is appealing to them still, but it's but the, the standard has dropped. So the one thing they say about her, she's whatever happened to rules. And so let me just read you the paragraph and then I'll tell you like what the real meat of it is. This is just complete propaganda. It says, I don't. Why won't Emily Murphy just do her job? And then it says, I don't know for certain. And and she's a big gal. It's not a very flattering Who's Emily Murphy? Emily Murphy is the head of the General Services Administration. So it's a very kind of bureaucracy-oriented job. And her job is to to, um, allow for the transition to Biden. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she won't do it because she said, well, it's not, you know, this is not officially sanctioned yet. And I I have to wait. That's what the rules are. But they are. (laughs) But. And they just scream at her. Yeah. One of the quotes was, for four years, the White House has been occupied by a team of people who do not care about the rules. So they're acting like she doesn't, but she absolutely Uh, does. Hold on one second. That's the same type of response I got when I tweeted last week. Hey, look at this obvious Twitter bias, throwing it in your face where this obvious misinformation or disinformation about Trump is trending at the top while everything that somebody else uh, you can tweet a joke about Nancy Pelosi and you get censored people on the top of my feed going oh well for four years they lied about everything so it's payback time so people are now everyday people not just politicians have been conditioned to think it's okay to lie it's okay to deceive because F you other side and they'll use the Democrat the democracy rhetoric all day long until you get those you know people saying well it, you use the democracy until it stops working <laughs> and then you have to use protest you know yeah. i just so but just listen to this paragraph like would you ever write this even privately i don't know for certain that emily murphy gets up in the morning looks in the mirror and says to herself you are a good person but i'm willing to bet that she does 
Most people in her position, most people who are undermining the rules of their group, destroying their institution, harming their society, are doing so because they have become convinced that they are good people, virtuous people, brave people, dedicated people. Nothing suggests that Murphy is an exception. So her argument, I mean, they're just Her argument is her petty opinion that she might tell somebody at the high school lunch table when she's gossiping. Is that, is that... They are trying to discredit her. She has a very valid point that speaks to her integrity. She's not doing this thing because there is nothing official that certified Biden as the winner. So she's just waiting for the rules and the process to proceed. Right. So the expectation is if it's against Trump, you should break the rules. Right. And she's saying these are the rules. So, So this what they're saying about her is. She she acts like she's this good person obeying the rules, but she's just a lowlife piece of crap destroying the world. But she just doesn't know it yet. It's like, yeah, OK. Anyway, that's just brilliant. Like, that's a brilliant it's investigative that, journalism from the Atlantic it, there. Yes. And it's that ad hominem attack. It's that just she's. Whatever. She's overweight. They'll probably love to see if she, you know. Whatever. I'm sure there's memes. I'm sure there's memes Eat everywhere. Because of COVID. Uh, just everything. It doesn't matter. You can shame people for their weight, their their race, for mm-hmm. their beliefs, mm-hmm. as long as they're on the right or as long as they appear to be doing something against the left, according to right. the left. Right. So, and did you hear who Biden will pick as his, <laughs> I know you did, climate John czar. Kerry. <laughs> Oh, good one. That was good. Yes, John Kerry will be the climate czar, who I'm, who my guess is will will have an, a tremendous amount of power. It will be Eddie an interna- Munster, or the dad, whatever the dad looks like. Herman Munster. Herman yeah. Munster. Herman yeah. Munster. Whereas Ted Cruz is grandpa. Right, he is totally. Yeah, totally. We just have the monsters in D.C. So this guy is going to have a he's going to have an international position, and his stepson. And when you say like, oh. Biden's son and Kerry's stepson are in this financial um, relationship where they're on Burisma's board and they have all these Chinese investments. It's really hard to train to train yourself not to hear it as Biden's stepson or or, or Biden's son or. But the the reality is, isn't like I'm not responsible for what my kids do. Like that's what you would think. Well, it's not him. But but you know the, when you think about it, of course it's you're like, the parent. It's not just that. It's that the, that Biden himself can't do it. He can open the doors for Hunter, who's obviously not like this go-getter who just generates a billion dollars in profit without putting any money down because he's so smart with crack and babies, you know, I don't know. But that that these are just these are just mechanisms by which these guys use their positions of power whether it's secretary of state or vice president or president or secretary of climate change they're the these are highly suspicious relationships and they're already being put back in place and the point about well he's not his son he doesn't make the decisions for his son a couple of points there he did raise his son and his son did learn from him and model behavior from him at a young age, to form his personality and his impression. Sure, there can be deviations. He's not 100% responsible for it, but he's got a little bit of role to play there. Secondly, it's not about that. It's about being compromised by foreign governments right. and being used to control Joe Biden. 
And and people never look at the Jim Biden, Hunter Biden connection with that guy, Sanford, who's in jail for 138 years for financial fraud. But at a certain point, it's not just Hunter. It's also Jim. And Jim is a ne'er-do-well. So how are they making all these relationships with people? Devin Archer was convicted for fraud, which was overturned. I mean, these guys are connected to guys at the top and they're making ridiculous amounts of money and they're also connected with people who are involved in fraud. And I just, I'm not comfortable with Kerry having a very high-ranking international position. Clearly, we cannot count on transparency or accountability. Those guys should just... Just Carrie should just stay home. He could very well be as compromised as Joe because of his son's relationship with Hunter Biden and all of that international. Yeah, and and their fourth partner was Whitey Bulger's nephew. So it's not like these guys. It's I like mean, a mafia. There's... Yes, and and Mueller was in on one of the Bulger things way back when, and it's Mueller's number two who got Devin Archer, the fourth partner off the the fraud thing his wife but uh i also noticed in a separate article in the wall street journal that that um, intel cia is going to get some budget for what they call soft threats which include pandemics and the climate so kerry's going to have his own arm of the cia potentially yeah, I mean, being the climate czar, that's an international position. And since everything is a climate change problem, they just rope everything under that right. climate change umbrella. That seems like unlimited power being given to Kerry if this if Biden does end up becoming president. And it it, it it's there are two things here that are that if you were corrupt, if you were looking for to place your stepson in positions of getting a lot of money and you had a position where you could influence policy through the climate thing but the cia stuff you gather intelligence i mean you can find out what's going on in other countries without the rest of the world knowing i mean you would have a tremendous advantage in understanding where and how and when to invest so i just i don't like this one little bit and the more i see this thing unfold the more i think that there that really at this level, there are two factions. I, I could be wrong. I get wrong on this stuff a lot. I have an insight about, though, when I'm never wrong, when I'm extremely cynical. I'll tell you about that. Big shout out to LibertyGear.net, an online store filled with masks, shirts, and even some cool posters, including protest gear such as the Obey, PSYOP, and Flatten the Lies masks, and lots of other funny, weird stuff to lighten up your day. Even if you wouldn't choose to wear a mask, many businesses and governments are now requiring them. Might as well use the device to reach out to like-minded people in your community and make them smile at the same time. Even if you don't want to buy anything, right now look through the merch chances are there's something there that will give you a much needed laugh in this crazy world and if you're looking for something you don't see keep in mind they love new ideas and they take requests for custom gear just email them at custom at libertygear.net so please support a fellow liberty lover and a propaganda report fan you might know and love and as a bonus until the end of september all products are 10 percent off only at libertygear.net so I wanted to tell you about this this vaccine. Did you see there was vaccine news, more vaccine news? Yeah, I watched the Vaccine Czar interview on Jake Tapper's show. Well, I didn't I didn't hear his thing, but I know AstraZeneca had a press conference and I just really want to understand these vaccines. And the thing that like I was cynical about, which I think is absolutely happening right now, is 
when I heard that the, when I saw the World Health Organization have a vaccine safety symposium in December and then Dr. Shiva giving us um, the the real scoop about why vaccinations are uh, potentially dangerous. And he was doing this right from his classroom at MIT and people were loving it and seeing some breakthrough and vaccine truth coming forward. I was like, man, the only thing I can think of here because it's a little sus. The only thing I could think of here is that they are ready to bury the old type, the conventional type. And so yeah. they have to discredit it to emerge a new one. I mean, this has really never been done before, what they're going to be doing to millions of people who are essentially guinea pigs. Dude, I've got... I mean, I'm going to tell you how how insidious I think it is and the details of what I think is happening in exactly that regard. So the Moderna and the Pfizer ones are these mRNA ones that that of I didn't even know there were two requiring freezing in the 150 candidates when I brought out that story about the freezers being something important because I read this article. Yeah, they're on back order now, right? I don't know. But I remember just thinking there was some issue with why are they highlighting the need for yeah. frozen for the ability to freeze, especially in third world countries. I just I figured it was infrastructure, climate change. I don't know. So the Moderna one and the Pfizer one are mRNA. They both happen to be these things that need to be frozen. And they're genetic ones, so they don't have the adjuvants like the conventional vaccines. That's the thing people worry about, aluminum, mercury. You don't need that because this gets RNA into your body that will produce from your own materials the spiky protein that is allegedly i question this unique to and i'll tell you why unique to covid19 and then your body's immune system supposedly can be counted on to attack that the rna thing degenerates in on its own and then you have the antibodies for when you're exposed okay so that's how that one works it's 25 30 bucks a shot but it requires freezing today and it's 90 something percent effective but it's only effective against symptomatic covid so they they are silent on whether it reduces the number of positive pcr tests so fast forward to today astrazeneca came out with a something they were doing with oxford they also have a vaccination that they they did two different trials and the blended result were that they were 70 percent effective but they didn't just do the covid symptoms they also did nasal swabs so it's not really apples to apples okay i have a few things to tell you about there were two different trials they did one with the uk people and so big, you know, tens of thousands of people in the UK and the other was in Brazil. The UK one had a half dose of the vaccine followed more than a month later with a full dose of the vaccine. And that was 90 percent effective. The other one was in Brazil. They did a full dose and then a month later, another full dose. And that was only 62% effective. So that's weird why the full dose and the guy's scratching his head. He's saying, we really don't know why. Maybe it primes you better to have less first. I don't know. But if you dig into the study, in the, in the half dose followed by the full dose, the control group that they're comparing it against, so they say it's 90% more effective than if you had the control group. The control group, instead of getting a saline shot, which is like a, a total nothing, you understand how that works, right? They're giving shot. them, huh? You talking about the, the one? That's like if the you placebo? do a trial, yeah, right. The placebo is a saline shot. It's a nothing. It's salt water. Then, but instead of that, they're giving them meningitis vaccine. 
So they're not giving the control group, right? They're giving the meningitis vaccine, which because because vaccines have side effects. They're using a meningitis vaccine as a placebo? <laughs> yes. It's as weird. the control. And then, but it's crazier than that in that the other one, the first time when they give you the first dose, they give you the meningitis vaccine, but the second dose, the placebo for the other group is the saline. So it, it seems to me if when you only get half the meningitis, I, I don't effing know. Like, I, I don't know if it's it's 62% effective when compared to one meningitis and it's 90% effective compared to two meningitis. Does that mean that meningitis vaccines give you illness? Like it's a very effed up thing. And the guy's like, Oh, we don't know. So we're just blending the results. Like, no, you don't blend the results. You're not, you, whatever. But that's not even, usually they do stuff like that to mask side effects. This was something that this was a vaccine that was paused because they had some neurological side effects, which they decided was not attributable to the vaccine. But yeah. since that's the same kind of thing that is a side effect of traditional vaccines, it's quite possible that they dismissed causation because the control group had the same problems. But the control group was also getting a vaccination. It is really deceptive. But here is the kicker. It took me four damn ever to figure this out. I looked at maybe five, 10 articles before I could find the truth, including the AstraZeneca press releases and previous press releases. I went back to the beginning. The So theirs doesn't require freezing and it's only three or four bucks. So they're going to give that to poor and middle class countries and they are not going to make any profit from it, whatever. Their vaccine is a DNA editing vaccine. So it goes in there. And that's different from the mRNA? Yes. The RNA one shoots you up with RNA, which doesn't affect your genes at all. And it, and the RNA floating around in your body grabs proteins and builds a little spike. And that's it. It degenerates its way. The DNA editing one goes into your cells by using a chimpanzee virus, by the way that has those little spikes on it, gets into the cells and it inserts into the DNA the instructions that will create the RNA. If I understand that part correctly, it creates the RNA from the DNA and then the RNA does the same thing, which just creates it. But in this case, you're going back into the gene itself, editing the gene. And so it's not, it's not a, I don't think it's like a sperm cell or an egg cell. I don't think it's going to get transmitted to your offspring. I don't know how that works. I don't know if it then affects like future gametes. But what I'm saying is they are, does they are designating the DNA vaccine as be, and I think health and human services is also buying some of that DNA. So maybe it's just poor people everywhere will get the damn DNA vaccine. And then the rich people will get the RNA vaccine. And they are going to be doing a multi-billion person experiment on this extremely experimental technology that, at least in the case of AstraZeneca, if I read it correctly, they are not going to have a peer-reviewed uh, revelation of their of the details of the study until after this thing starts. It's getting administered. That's because so, this is the study. This is the study. Well, that's they why have they're not going to have the things that this is the real study. Yes, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I absolutely agree with you. And not only is it a real study, it's a compare. It's it, they are They're studying the RNA and the DNA, and they're creating two easily identifiable groups based on demographics 
So it, so it will have different impacts on different people. It's the, the implications are mind-boggling. Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is bias. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so that you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news slash prop. That's ground.news slash prop and enter the code prop that's spelled P-R-O-P in all caps to get one month free of Ground News Pro. And as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News premium membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news slash prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. It is mind-boggling, and people are afraid, and people have been told it's their patriotic duty, and they're going to be treated like a hero if they roll their sleeve up first and become one of the first ones to get the vaccine. Fauci was on CNN over the weekend talking about how the really difficult part is going to be figuring out what kind of messaging and how how he can communicate. He kept saying, I, how I am going to communicate to these COVID skeptics, these people that are anti-vaccine, and get through to them. These people are the problem. And on the on Jake Tapper's State of the Union, the, like as I said, the Operation Warp Speed Czar, the the vaccine czar, he was talking about when they believe the first vaccines will come out, and he said they plan to immunize 20 million Americans in the month of December and 30 million per month after that. And he believes that the first people would be vaccinated by December 11th or 12th. And he said that. That they need 70% of Americans at least to be vaccinated in order to create herd immunity. So overcoming that problem of, of anti-vaxxers and winning them over. The anti-vaxxers are the problem. If we can remove that problem, then we can get back to normalcy. So anti-vaxxers or, 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 va- or vaxxer skeptics are what stands in the way of normalcy. That's the messages, messaging they're getting. And one thing, another thing that relates to what you're saying is he said, and they were talking about the vaccines generally that are going to be released, not not one specific one, but he said 95% of the adverse effects of reactions to the vaccines happen after 40 days, and that that's why the FDA, when they do an observation or they do a study, they study it for like 60 days. So that's the number I'd be looking for after, because I see this as the actual study. So when people start getting that vaccine... I'd wait 40 to 60. I'm not, I'm not making any 90. recommendations because I don't know enough about it. So I don't <laughs> well, want to you said like what you were going to do. I said, well, yeah, me personally, that's the number that I'm going to look out for. Yeah, I was thinking 90 days. I mean, I hate for other people to be free riders. If absolutely nobody takes it, I'm totally fine never taking it. I really don't want it. My only hope is that it does no harm. Yeah, That's my too. only hope. Me but too. I just, I don't see that. Did he happen to mention which vaccine he expected to be ready first? No, he he didn't. 
Yeah. He didn't, they were I, just talking about the vaccine is going to be in people's arms December 11th. And they started talking about when can we go back to normal? He said around May when we can get that vaccine. And he kept saying this in toddlers, when we can get it in toddlers. Oh, gosh, no. Gosh, I hope they're not giving the DNA one to toddlers. So here's the thing. I want to direct people to an article I read in Zero Hedge. And somebody sent me the actual audio. It's this Dr. Hodkinson, H-O-D-K-I-N-S-O-N, Dr. Roger Hodkinson speaking in in Alberta. He's, I think he went to Oxford or Cambridge. He's a virologist. He was a CEO of a biotech company. And he said that this is the biggest hoax perpetrated on an unsuspecting public he's ever seen. He said that the social distancing and the mask is not effective. And he said the PCR test on, he said this, underline this in neon, does not give proof of a clinical infection. He said that is why people are panicked and that it is unscientific. Something, he did, I don't know if you use the word unscientific, but I highly recommend people listen firsthand to what Dr. Roger Hodkinson said in Alberta recently. Yet another person, another doctor coming to that conclusion, which the and New York Times old. actually I mean, I, reported on and then buried and never mentioned again. I'm worried for him. And and people who are old, like they start not caring anymore. You know, a lot of times yeah. they're just like, forget it. I have some courage. Then I really worry about them. We got a lot of stuff for the patron 15. I want to, I have a little game. I want, I want to solicit people's help on a few little games I'd like to play. I skipped Fair Warning, the Van Halen album, before Diver Down, so I'm going to hit that. I always have a great Sunday now that we've started my Van Halen tutorial. And, uh, oh my gosh, oh, I have to, please, before we go, shout out to Lanny. Baby Charles is here. He's healthy and strong and nursing well. It was a home birth and her first in these Corona times. Her seven-year-old is so happy to be a big brother. Their one-year-old lab, Sniffy, loves to smell (laughs) diapers and alert her when there needs to be a change. Maybe a little TMI there, Lanny. (laughs) Paul is waiting on her hand and foot. These are great friends of the show. That's awesome. And it's exactly the kind of thing to keep their minds off of what's going out there in the real world and she wants to thank us for our thoughts and prayers so puppies and babies are very sweet together especially when i know somebody who got their puppy at the same time that the baby was born and was a newborn puppy as well and the puppy and the baby they're both four years old now but they've grown up from birth together and they are inseparable they're like a bonded pair yeah they really are like my bunnies like my (laughs) ever-increasing like what do you call it a passel across i don't know know if i compare it to the bunnies to be honest with you (laughs) yeah they're very very close And I have a, a spot the fallacy from CNN that we can play in the Patreon 15 as well. Great. You guys can Fun. find your drive time news blaster weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. You can also check us out on Rockfin where we'll live be doing tomorrow. a live stream Sorry. tomorrow. We will talk to you on the Patreon 15. <laughs> have a great rest of your day. Thank you.